children look forward to coming. They look forward to being there. Right. It's a part of their schedule. We also have volunteers that come on the weekend, volunteers from churches around, um, Christians who come to celebrate birthdays, to spend time with the youth. And the youth look forward to that. You know, if they're coming uh, once a week, if they're coming once a month, these are things that the youth really look forward to because they feel that sense of love. They right. feel like these are people that love me and, and these people represent God. In an article written on November 13, 2017, by Dr. Wanda Davis and previously assistant professor of social work at Tennessee State University, entitled Foster Care Professionals Need to Value, Be Sensitive to Youth's Spirituality. She says, when I ask a foster care alumnus, was there something in particular that he attributed to his successful transition from foster care, his response was spirituality. He described that knowing that there was something bigger than him in charge was a sigh of relief. It may be valuable to be connected to something greater. Perhaps this may give you a sense of purpose. When a child is placed in foster care, it's unfortunate that their relationships with social networks, such as religious affiliation, are not always maintained. There are times where the foster parents may have different religious values or affiliations. It is for this reason that social workers need to be in tune with not only the physical needs of children in their caseload, but emotional and social needs as well. It's important also to recognize that social supports within church groups can be a powerful tool that increases success for this population. Hi, and welcome to this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. Today we have the good folks from Youth Villages, who does an incredible work when it comes to taking care of kids, not only in the Memphis area, but all around the United States. There are offices of Youth Villages. We ought to do a show sometime just talking about just how big Youth Villages is. One of the largest nonprofits in the United States. Some folks don't realize that, but it is one of the largest nonprofits based right here in our wonderful city, Memphis, Tennessee. One of my longtime friends is Hilda Arsenault. Hilda is with Youth Villages. She's the spiritual life coordinator. I've invited her to come in today. Hilda, we go way back. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Byron? Oh, it's so good to see you. And you said your son, Marcus, I couldn't believe he's got seven children now. I remember when Marcus was just a little bitty boy. (laughs) I remember when your daughter Rhonda was born, and now she's got a child of her own. Yes, she does. Oh, my goodness. It is incredible how our kids grow up. You've been on it in the past. It's been a while. And uh, recently, we had some uh, people from Youth Villages talking about foster care. Matter of fact, a family that was here sharing about adopting siblings. Such a great time to hear about their story. But as I read this article, Hilda, from Dr. Wanda Davison, did you resonate with that a little bit? You've been working with kids for a long time. Oh, yes. Um, The Spiritual Life Program has been a part of Youth Villages for almost 19 years. Uh, This August, it will be 19 years. I came on board in 2000 to actually get the Spiritual Life Program started because Youth Villages thought it was very important that the children who we serve in our residential program had an opportunity to be nurtured in their spiritual life. We know that our kids are not just physical. They're not just emotional. We have spiritual needs as well. So that was a decision that they made back in 2000, and we've been offering spiritual life to our youth for almost 19 years now. 
Well, we also want to welcome to the table today Bryant Ariaza. Bryant is Assistant Spiritual Life Coordinator with Youth Villages, has a key role too. Bryant, welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. Glad you joined Hilda today. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you, Byron. How long have you been in your position? Well, it's been a little over a year now. I used to work as a teacher's assistant with Youth Villages when I met Hilda through chapel. We would take the students to chapel, and uh, of course, I was always trying to be public with my faith and open and, and share with her that we have a camaraderie there. And uh, she uh, told me that she needed some help. And so we got to talking a little bit. And uh, lo and behold, the Lord opened up a door for me to join her and to partner with her. So it looks like you guys make a great team then. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's great to have a Bryant on this team. He's been here almost a year and it's been awesome. Do you possibly see questions like, who am I and where do I come from? Are those questions sometimes entertained by the youth that you work with? We do get a lot of questions, especially those who have maybe gone from home to home and may not be real sure of who they are. They often wonder who who they are, right. the value that they have as individuals. From the spiritual life perspective, we try to let them know that they are from God, that God has created them. It doesn't really matter what their past has been. And we try to let them know that they are very important to God. Brian, what do you see as some of the challenges to identity development? Because I know that's a big part of what you do with the youth at Youth Villages, help them with that identity development and also providing self-worth for them. What do you see as some of those challenges? Yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, there's a lot of confusion and not just with the kids at Youth Villages, but in our culture as a whole, there hasn't been a whole lot of development when it comes to a biblical worldview. So part of those questions that you asked earlier, who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose? What's wrong? How can I fix what's wrong? Or who can help me? All of those questions form a worldview. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to answer those questions biblically and practically, saying that those answers sometimes aren't found just going throughout life and experience because yeah. sometimes experiences are hard and a lot of these kids have gone through some really hard experiences what should be foundationally a safe haven the ideal place for a child to grow up in a family that's loving that's caring that's leading them teaching them providing that emotional support meeting their needs of course also the spiritual needs but something's happened there's a variety of reasons why things have been disheveled in their lives and here they are trying to figure those things out. In fact, some of those sources that are broken are the family unit, which, as you mentioned, should be the safe haven, should be the place. But that's why Youth Villages exists in the first place. Youth Villages exist to help to serve families live successfully. Unfortunately, that's broken in our culture today. So many homes where it's only a single parent or so many homes where siblings are living in uh, dysfunction, brokenness. But it's not just the family that's broken. Our culture in many ways is broken. And so when they turn on the TV at home or when they read uh, a, a magazine, get on the Internet, social media, there are so many, quote, answers. Well, how do we know what the truth is? And so we exist, uh, the Spiritual Life Program does, to point them to a greater source of truth. Right. And, of course, uh, Pilate asked Jesus, well, what is truth? Truth was standing right in front of him. 
I love that, Brian. Well, Hilda, as you mentioned, you started this program 19 years ago, the Spiritual Development Program at Youth Villages. How have you seen that over the past 19 years, the sense of belonging and connection for these youth in the midst of the turmoil that they've come from? Well, for one thing, Byron, sometimes because of the problems in families that uh, Brian talked about, sometimes our children will come to us when they're very young, and maybe they'll be with us for a year, and then down the road, maybe five years later, they'll come back. And so just being there for the kids to come back and see that spiritual life is still here. Uh, Mrs. Arsenault is still here. This is something that's familiar. I feel like this is a place where I see something familiar. And so the children um, see spiritual life as something that's very valuable to them. Uh, We have, and we haven't talked about this yet, but we have actually some programs in place. And one is like the chapel time that the youth get a chance to participate in. And children look forward to coming. They look forward to being there. It's a part of their schedule. We also have volunteers that come on the weekend, volunteers from churches around, um, Christians who come to celebrate birthdays, to spend time with the youth. And the youth look forward to that. You know, if they're coming uh, once a week, if they're coming once a month, these are things that the youth really look forward to because they feel that sense of love. They feel like these are people that love me and and these people represent God. I read a story while I was preparing for the interview, not through Youth Villages, another organization reported a 15-year-old that had never had a birthday party in their life because they had been in so many foster care moves. And you just alluded to the fact that here comes a group in and celebrates something that many of these kids may have never had before, a birthday party. Mm. Exactly. Which, I mean, that's like the utopia for a kid to have a party, you know, at their birthday. How have you seen just a birthday party make a difference in these kids' lives? Well, I'm going to let Bryant talk about that because we've got Bryant... Uh, oversees our program at one of our campuses. And Is he the birthday clown? He's got a lot of birthday people over there that come uh, once a month. So, Brian, talk about birthday parties. Yeah, I'm glad I'm the birthday clown, not the piñata, because that, that would be very good. Uh, but, but shout out to some of our volunteers from Bellevue Baptist Church. Uh, we have a couple of Sunday school uh, groups that come out, and we literally call them the birthday heroes because that's how a lot of our kids see them. They're, they're these heroes that come in. And you know that you might have had a tough day, but when the birthday heroes show up, it's going to be fun. And not only is it going to be fun, but it's going to be a chance to share love the way that Jesus would have shared love. Uh, in the New Testament, we see Jesus meeting physical needs. He would feed people. He would heal people. But then he would also point them to eternal truth. And that's what these volunteers come. They do. They bring cupcakes. They bring chips. They bring all sorts of goodies, snacks. But before we can touch the spread that's at the table, we're going to do a little devotional, and we're going to share the gospel with these kids. If you ask for a Bible, then we're going to bring you a Bible, and we're going to pray with you. And if you need to talk to somebody afterwards, come and talk with us. So I always have kids ask, when are the birthday heroes coming? When are the birthday heroes coming? <laughs> so it's just a great way to come and love on kids and point them to truth. I mean, so they even get the title, birthday hero. I mean, so <laughs> right. who wouldn't want to step into that, you know? I mean, to be able to come and be a hero, and that's exactly what many of these volunteers become for these youth when they walk into the lives and put a smile on their face. And this is really why we're here today, to talk about the opportunities that are available for our churches listening. And maybe, does it have to be a church? Could it be a family that wanted to invest and and be part of the Spiritual Life program? Well, our volunteers have to be at least 18 years old 
and we do a volunteer training and we do a background check. So children, unfortunately, aren't able to minister to the children or come to the campuses, but a family could. We have a husband and wife team. We have Sunday school team. We have individuals who love the Lord, who are from churches, who are not representing their whole church, but individuals who love the Lord, who want to come, can come. Anybody over 18 can come in and serve our youth. And through our program, our mission mostly is to inspire faith, hope, and love. We want them to introduce the kids to Christ if they don't know them, if they don't know Jesus, if they come to us and they don't know the Lord. We want these kids to have an opportunity to know the Lord. If they come to us and they've had a background as a Christian, they've gone to church, but we want to nurture that while they're there with us. And we also want to give them some hope. We want them to help them be able to move forward in their lives, knowing that God is with them. I was wondering, was there a line between connecting with the youth and actually stepping into leading someone to Christ? You just said that is an opportunity. Of course, of course. I mean, we can't take them halfway and not take them all the way. Yeah. Let me just mention this while we're talking about it being a Christian program. Uh, The Spiritual Life program is actually contracted through the Memphis Leadership Organization, which is a Christian organization. Now, all of the children, whether they're Christian or not, are welcome because we don't force them into making uh, salvation decisions, but we mostly show them the love of God to take the God of the Bible, who is a God of love, and just bring it down to where they are. That's where we are with the kids. So technically, are you working under Memphis leadership, or are you working under youth villages? I'm, I'm actually working under both. You've got two bosses to report I, I've to. I've got two. <laughs> with, uh, with Memphis leadership, we're a Christian organization. and so we're Now con- we're talking Larry Lloyd? We're talking Larry Lloyd, okay. who actually yep. founded the Memphis Leadership Foundation. Yep. Love and Larry. And so uh, Spiritual Life is contracted. It's a contract with a Memphis leadership to provide the spiritual life program for the youth at Youth Villages because this is what we specialize in. Okay. Is there a set curriculum or does that just come from the individual volunteers? We don't have a curriculum, but we do have guidelines. Some of the guidelines that that I've set up as the director of the program is that our volunteers do use the Bible as God's word, his authoritative word. If they come in and they give a a lesson, and it's a biblical lesson, they use scripture so that they're not just coming in giving their opinion. If they're going to share a truth, it's going to go with a Bible verse or some scripture so the kids can, um, can, can actually be pointed to the word of God. And so we provide Bibles for them that they can read. So we don't have a curriculum because we have youth of different ages. Because our children do have some emotional problems and behavior problems, that's why they're with us. Our volunteers get to know their youth, and they they usually provide, they do a lesson that they think is relevant for where the kids are, like if kids are feeling lonely, if they're feeling like, you know, I'm an orphan, I don't have a parent, they may do a lesson about God as a father, right. a loving father. Or sometimes we have behavior problems. Maybe we need to talk about love this time. Or maybe we need to talk about being kind. Or maybe we need to talk about faith. Volunteers will come in and they'll do a lesson. If they have a question about anything, they can ask us. Right. But usually it's, you know, what's in the Word of God? It's good. That's great. Let's go with it. Let's go with it. Well, are the activities or the the connecting with the youth, 
all taking place at the Youth Villages facility, or are there times, say if it's a church and they're having a special event or activity, they could take the youth there, or if they want to take the kids out on a picnic? What usually happens is that we have volunteers that are assigned to a particular group of youth. All of our youth are live in small groups of 8 to about 14. So they live in a cottage or they'll live on a particular uh, living setting. And so a volunteer will be assigned to a particular group of 8 to 10 kids. And so that volunteer, as they come recurring over and over, they get to know those youth. And sometimes they will invite them. Just recently, uh, Bryant was telling me that a group uh, was invited over to a church and they had a great time. Do you want to talk about that, Brian? Yeah, so we have a partnership with a church here locally. Their name is Stillwaters Baptist Church, uh, Pastor Don Amburn, and uh, he and one of his uh, church members come regularly on Sunday afternoons. Uh, they've been coming now for almost a year as well. They've developed this relationship with the cottage, the staff, the kids, and eventually the kids start asking, hey, we'd like to go off campus with you guys. Well, once it's all approved, safety plans all submitted, and everybody has enough notice, they went out. They had uh, this patriotic service during the 4th of July. Uh, they had food. They had uh, lots of celebration. It was a good time. And so there is opportunity for outings. Yeah. That must be really great for the kids, too. We build this relationship, you know, and it's given me opportunities to have these new freedoms, you know, and experience different things outside of the facility there at Youth Villages to be involved. Is there an application process? How do you start the process to become a volunteer with the, this program? First contact is can either call me, uh, 901-252-7762, or email uh, hilda.arsenal at youthvillages.org. Just express your interest. Spell your last name. It's A-R-S-E-N-A-U-L-T. Okay. Hilda.arsenal at youthvillages.org to just express interest, and we'll follow up with you, uh, have you come out, do an observation, and uh, do an application process if they're interested, and come on out. Currently, we have about 50 recurring volunteers. Do you really? Yes. And, and who's have, the longest, would you say, that's been part of that? I would say that... you have anybody uh, that's been with you all 19 years since you started? No, I have not. But <laughs> <laughs> I've had some volunteers that have been there over 10 years. Okay. Yes. That's nice. Yeah, and I've got some that have been here like 12 years, you know, things like that. Some that have been here five years, even if we have a volunteer that stays for a year. That's amazing because that's a year that someone has given of their time to love kids. That's 52 weeks a year. So, I mean, that's 52 weeks that they've invested, you know, exactly. and that can make a big difference. Yeah, it makes a difference yeah. for the children. It, it provides some stability for them. It's good for them to see. You need to walk into this as seeing that there is a commitment and, and really, the commitment is for the youth's sake, mm -hmm. because you don't want to come in and come out, you know? I mean, you want to be consistent. That's what they need, because these youth have been living with a lot of inconsistency in their life, from their home life and the moving from different foster care. And so this is a great way to show them consistency. What would you say is the biggest need that you have for the Spiritual Life program at Youth Villages right now? Well, Byron, one of the goals that uh, we have with Spiritual Life is to make sure that every designated group of children has a volunteer, maybe a birthday hero, somebody who comes out on a regular basis to spend time with those youth. Currently, we have 
I think about 20 opportunities that are open right now. Um, at one point, I identified about 55 separate individual opportunities for ministry. Did you say and 75 different? About 55. Oh, 55. I'm sorry. And I, thought, I thought I heard 75. <laughs> currently, we have about 30 of those covered. Okay. So that would be opportunities for chapel if somebody wanted to come out and do a chapel. Chapel services are during the week, a Monday through Friday. They're about 45 minutes per um, Chapel. So chapel's daily. Chapel through. is uh, daily, but the youth get to come once a week. Their uh, classroom, their group is assigned. So there's a set day for each group. An active chapel happening Monday through Friday, and there's a group going to be going to that. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So we've got, um, we would love to have people out for those. Currently, Bryant and I do those, so we're pretty busy during the week unless we have volunteers that come in. We also have opportunities on the weekend, those birthday heroes, those volunteers who would come in and just do a Bible study, a short Bible study with the youth. Uh, We have opportunities there as well. And uh, we would also love for people to come out to do worship service uh, periodically. That's where uh, a large group of kids come together and... uh, you know, if you've got a worship team, if you've got a band, if you've got somebody that has a great testimony, we can pull our groups together and in a large group and have them come out and share. Now, is that typically done on the weekends for groups weekends, like that? Okay, yes, yeah. weekends usually. A lot of uh, the volunteer activities occur on weekend, on Saturdays, on Sundays. At, in various times, it seems like. At various times. we can. Yeah. If, if you're available and you want to serve, we can pick a time for you yeah. and a group. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about some of maybe the creative ways that volunteers are currently serving, out-of-the-box ways that they're still communicating the love and message of Christ. Yeah, so I'm a big believer in using all of the resources and technology that God uh, has uh, made available to us. And so we talked about using the Bible, of course, as our foundation and uh, as our curriculum. But there's a lot of great movies that have been put out recently um, that we love to be able to show our, our students and our kids. And we use those movies as launching pads for teaching life lessons, spiritual truths. Uh, in fact, right now I'm taking um, our classes through uh, the Bible miniseries that put that was put out back in 2013. Um, it, it was shown on the History Channel, and uh, it's a great way to to show them what it might have been like for Abraham to take Isaac, or for Moses to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. Uh, in fact, this week we're looking at Samson, and uh, who doesn't love the story of Samson? And so. So we'll, we'll sit there and we'll read Judges 13 and 14. Uh, I'll hook up my laptop to the TV and we'll listen to uh, Bible Gateway and you'll hear the dramatized version of, of the Bible being read to you and all these different characters. And then you'll watch it on the screen, you know, for 15, 20 minutes, a certain scene. And then we'll just talk about what we saw and what it means for God to to bless you with all these different gifts. And he's blessed you for a reason. Samson had a purpose. He had a tough time fulfilling his purpose from God, but at the end of it all, uh, God had his way. So 
uh, it's just it's awesome to to be able to use all of the different resources that God has given to us for sure. Wow, Brian, I love that. And I'll just say, if you have a talent, if you're listening to this program and you have some kind of gift or talent that the Lord has given to you, and you want to use that talent as a platform to share the love of Christ with someone, we invite you to come and share that talent. We've had Christian rap artists come out on campus. We've had uh, Christian. Uh, magic shows taking place where he'll use cards and all sorts of tricks and illusions. Uh, but at the end of it all, he's he's telling them, hey, there's really nothing magical about this. Um, and he's and telling them the truth about Jesus Christ. We have uh, musicians. Uh, so there's so many different ways. You talk about creativity. There's so many different ways. Come out and play basketball with them. Come out and, and play sports with them. Have fun. Show, share the love of Jesus Christ and, and share some truth with them. They're, what I have found, Byron, is that youth, people in particular, but youth especially, are more willing to listen to you if you're willing to love on them, take the time to have fun with them, and that opens a door that they didn't know was there to begin with. Wow. Well, that's a great word. And I think that's a great word for anybody when it comes to sharing the love of Jesus with, you know. They don't care how much you know until they know you care. And that's what you're doing there when you come and spend that time with them. Pop in my head. Now, I've got a, a friend that I know that does pottery. They could bring a pottery wheel out, you know, and, <laughs> and, and do pottery with the kids and show them and talk about it. There's some great spiritual lessons you can learn from the potter's wheel, you know. So if you do pottery and you're listening right now, we need you out of you feel it just <laughs> and we'll have to think of some other creative things that people can do. Jewelry making, maybe, and designs. You could. There's all kinds of stuff you could do with the kids and have fun and help them to have fun, too. Okay, so we want folks to know that this is an ongoing thing. Yes. So there's constant needs in spiritual life development for the volunteers. So before we leave, we want to make sure we have a clear understanding of how people can get involved. Yes, if you are interested, if you love kids, you love the Lord, and you want to share that with youth... Um, call us um, 901-252-7762 or email. I, I want to write that number down. 901. Go ahead. 252-252-7762. Or email Hilda, H-I-L-D-A dot Arsenault, A-R-S-E-N-A-U-L-T at youthvillages.org. Or you can go online mm-hmm. to youthvillages.org and you can click on the volunteer opportunities and that link will go to somebody and they'll pass it on to us. And Brian, before we leave, give your email address, too. Sure. So it's my uh, whole name, which is Bryant, B-R-Y-A-N-T period, Ariaza, A-R-R-I-A-Z-A, at youthvillages.org. Uh, but of course, the website is a great way today to contact us as well, www.youthvillages.org. I looked at the website this morning. It is a wonderful resource of all of what Youth Villages has to offer, and you can learn more about Youth Villages and just see it as an overall organization. But then the specifics of the Spiritual Life Program are right there, too. And so you can connect through that website, Youth Villages. Get that web address? Dot org. Dot org. Youthvillages.org. Wow. Bryant Hilda, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you for what you both are doing for Christ's kingdom through the great work at Youth Villages. <laughs> thank, thank you for you having us. <laughs> thank you. Well, friends, that's all the time we have. Please uh, pray for the work there and consider volunteering with your church group and maybe family, however God might lead. But call this number, 901 901- 252-7762 or go to youthvillages.org. 
That's all the time we have on this edition of Mid South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye bye.